Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 534. Uh, it is going to be today sunny and hot again. Got humid yesterday. It's going to get humid again today. Well, it's, feel it right now. 89 for a high tomorrow, 83 for a high. It's 71 in downtown Springfield. Man, what a show today. Sure. Oh, we, we can gawk at Jillian Andrews on 22 News. Yeah, I can do no, that. Nothing wrong with that. Jayden. How you doing? How you doing? There you go. Yeah. And, and uh, gawking at Tedimer now. We got uh, we got that thing. We got the other thing and uh, the other thing. Yeah. Uh, blisteringly fascinating conversation and chit-chat for the next uh, four hours or so. We'll, we'll muddle through. Yeah. We'll be fine. So will you. And Dave's not here. That's the reason why all those things are going to happen. Uh, that and more. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like uh, no. it's back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Uh, Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Hey. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. What what the hell's going on this morning? I'm, uh, I got all this stuff ready, and then, uh, and then I clicked off the page. You gotta stop distracting me before the show, before we go on the air. I'm sorry. I thought we were just having, like, like a pleasant conversation between uh, two pals. Or co-workers. Co-workers. Thank you. Probably for the best. <laughs> Chris Rock said he's turned down an offer to host the 2023 Oscars. He joked that he, uh, it'd be like returning to the scene of a crime. He also said he's refused to do a Super Bowl commercial. Uh, is it because he can't take a punch? Uh, probably. He can't take anything. You know what would be a great Christmas gift? What? Like a Chris Rock punching bag. Oh, yeah. With, like, his face. Yeah, and you can pretend you're Ali, and uh, like uh, Will Smith was. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just, you know, slap you into, like, like, a speed bag or something. I think that's a good idea. You I'm onto a million-dollar idea right in my head. market that. Weird, weird, the Al Yankovic story is actually a parody of uh, rock uh, biopics. It is biopic, by the way. It's not biopic. Good. We thought we knew that. I saw the uh, the trailer for this yesterday. Yeah, I know Daniel Radcliffe is uh, is going to be weird Al, but Daniel Radcliffe looks like Harry Potter with a f- afro wig on. You'll never get him to not look like that. You'll always see him as the Harry Potter kid. Exactly, and if, so it, you know, in a way, it makes me think that this movie can't possibly be any good. I mean, that's a wrong approach. But I'm not sure I can just get over that. I think you could get over it. I don't know. It's going to have to be a tremendous story with a good, uh, he, he, with a, with a good uh, <laughs> plot line. He clearly had to drop the English accent, right? Yes. Yeah. See, so uh, that's his acting chops right there. Yeah, but it's the uh, sound like an American. But it's the getup. You know, it's the it's the yeah. it's, it's the trying to look like Weird Al when in fact you still look like Harry Potter. It's like Harry Potter at a Halloween costume at Hogwarts school. Dressed up like Weird Al. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, it includes uh, scenes of Al binging on drugs and alcohol, having an affair with Madonna, and angrily putting out a cigarette on a guy's palm. That stuff probably never happened. It's really not a biography of Weird Al. It's, it's, it's a parody of fantasy. Weird Al's life. 
His parents, I remember it, w- reading about his parents. Weird Al's parents died in, in like a carbon monoxide poisoning incident. Really? Like they were both home in, the, in their house and something happened with like something backed up and, and they both died from carbon monoxide. That's a, what a horrible story. I had no idea. I bet you that's not in the movie. It might be. Amy Schumer tried canceling her upcoming tour so she doesn't have to leave her three-year-old son. She said when he cries and reaches for her, it makes her want to throw up. Just like the audience that pays money to see you live. Amy Schumer. And she hates that she'll be missing 65 nights of putting him to bed. I'm sure that kid's like, oh, thank God she's gone. (laughs) You married her for the money, Dad. (laughs) Hey, Dad, am I wrong in saying I don't think Mom's funny? No. No, I don't think so either. Am I wrong in saying that every movie she's in, she's playing the exact same role? No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll just keep that our little secret. I'm sure nobody else feels that way in the world. Rachel Williams is suing Netflix for the way she was portrayed in Inventing Anna. She says uh, she's not greedy, snobbish, disloyal, dishonest, cowardly, manipulative, uh, and opportunistic person they made her out to be. She's not those things. She's not? No. Says someone has taken the opportunity to say that publicly. Well, uh, she's just trying to cover up her reputation, that's all. Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase are going to appear in an adaptation of the R.L. Stein teen book, Zombie Town. All right. All right. It's currently shooting in Canada. It's expected to hit theaters and Hulu sometime next year. The last time they worked together, was it uh, uh, Spies Like Us? They did a movie um, together? Yeah, I think that would be it. Yeah. Lance Bass and Danielle Fischel are making a movie about how they dated more than 20 years ago and went to her senior prom and how it started uh, Lance on the road to accepting himself and admitting that he was gay. It's her fault? I guess so. I don't think it's her fault. That was uh, Topanga from uh, Boy, Boy Meets, Meets World. World, right? Yes. I didn't know they dated. I had no idea. They I had no idea either, but I don't think it's her fault. Uh, Zach Brown Band. You like them, don't you? Sure. They're putting out a deluxe edition of The Comeback, which is exactly the thing you'll do when you listen to a Zach Brown uh, album. You know what? That's, uh, uh, the that's, album that's not they, right. They released last October. The new version will feature James Taylor on a new cut of uh, Love and Sunsets. That single will be out this Friday. Wow. You know what? I feel that we hate the music so much here. We should be working at different radio stations. <laughs> no. No, that's just one man's opinion. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, Amy Grant. Didn't I just say we don't do enough Amy Grant stories? I think yeah, it was after you were telling me that we don't do enough Taylor Swift stories. Amy Grant gave an update on her condition since her biking accident and thanked fans for their well wishes. She's, uh, she said per her doctor's advice, she's going through... She's going to rest through the fall, but we'll get back to making music with her husband, Vince Gill, uh, during Christmas time. This isn't the most exciting news. Why didn't you lead with this? Well, because, uh, you know, uh, I saved the best for last, the best Amy Grant stories for the end. Well, uh, well done. Good choice. By the way, Danny DeVito doesn't know who the hell B- who the hell BTS is, but he likes the pleats in their pants. That's that Korean pop group. Sure. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't know who they are. He's a lot more dialed in than you would think, though. Uh, Reese Witherspoon invested in uh, mentorship programs for girls at high schools in Nashville recently. So she's not the big drunken mess we all thought she was. 
Too bad. I yeah. actually like that Reese Witherspoon. Uh, and that guy, uh, that viral Hydro Kids, Hydro Wife guy. Yeah. He's now selling a new beer. What's it called? It's called uh, Straight to the Antoine. Straight to the Ale Antoine. Wow. Yeah. Really capitalizing on that 10 minutes of fame. Yeah. Run and tell that. That's what it says on the front. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 613 and Guns N' Roses. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be muggy and hot today with a high of 89. Tomorrow, a little bit cooler with a high of 83. It's 71 right now in downtown Springfield. For my money, the second worst structure in all of Springfield is that damn parking garage next to the Civic Center. I mean, you got the uh, the courthouse. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that needs to go. That needs to go because yeah. it's killing people. And then, uh, and I'm not just talking about the people who are on trial. Uh, and then there's that that parking garage, and we've you know talked about it forever. That it's a uh, it's a terrible structure, poorly designed. Half the uh, the spaces have been uh, made inaccessible. What are you talking about? You don't like uh, that shaky feeling you get when you're driving your car down one of the lanes that are blocked off by police caution tape to I've, not go in that area? I've always felt more confident yeah. parking my car in a structure that I didn't think was going to crumble while I was away from my car. What? Like, at, like at an event at the, at the Mass Mutual Center. Listen, if you're a rock collector, you park your car, uh, you get a piece of the, the concrete... <laughs> when but you're I leaving. I, but I don't want chunks of concrete yeah. falling on my car. That's uh, uh but again, if you're a rock collector, that would help you. Uh yesterday the governor was in town mm-hmm. to uh, help Springfield begin knocking that damn thing down. Uh I don't know if you saw uh, him in the uh, in the in the in the machines. I don't what do you what do you call that? It's like uh it's like it's not a tractor. It's like a uh, uh you know what? I didn't see it. Was it the one with the plow on the front of it or was yeah, it the he, one with the with the with the with the grabber thing on the front? I, all I saw was yeah. the governor, you know, in this thing with the controls in his lap, and, yeah. and uh, you know, trying to what is called decommission the uh, the structure, which I, yeah. I think is an, uh, a fancy word for saying level that piece of junk down. Anyway, uh, there's a new plan going on over there, and, mm-hmm. it's, and it's 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 pretty cool. We've heard uh, some details about it; it's pretty yeah. awesome. I would love to be a part of the destruction of a building. Yeah. Apart from this one. But I would love to be the guy that either, you know, pushes that plunger down or presses that button or lights the fuse and watch the, you know, watch the dynamite blow things up or be the guy in a, in a, in a bucket loader or, or, or with the wrecking ball to knock down the, the first strike. You know, uh, this is the type of thing that you don't see the historical commission coming and going, don't tear this garage down. (laughs) This was built as part of the original structure. How come we don't save things like that? How come there's no effort to save things like that? Yeah, that'd be like saying, Peter Frampton once moved his van in here. You can't can't tear it down. Well, you think about all the famous people that have come and gone through there. I bet you one of them went in the parking garage. Yeah. You don't think uh, Steven Tyler went out to smoke a joint back in the 80s when he was a probably did. But but even back in the 80s, he probably thought, God, what a gross parking garage this is. Man, this is disgusting i'm being told it's an excavator an excavator so you know charlie baker's in the excavator i would like to be in the excavator you don't have the uh the skills uh to run the excavator does, you know how does hard charlie it, baker do you know how hard it is to run those machines 
Like you gotta like you. I've seen a guy. I, I know a guy who can do it like like precision with with those things. You yeah. watch him do it, and you're like, wow. That's, pretty sure it's that's the, pretty. Pretty sure it's the same guy. Who just told me it was an excavator. No, it's not the same. guy. Not the same guy. But uh, but, but yeah, like you see him doing like precision precision like digs like with the little backhoe. Yeah. You get the backhoe, you'd be lucky to get the front hoe. You're you lucky to get, get none, none of it. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, those those things are pretty cool. Yeah. I've always wanted to be a part of demolition. Yeah, I, w- I always wanted to be the uh, the wrecking ball. Yeah. You ever see like um any of these uh, these home shows like on on like HGTV where they uh, where they do like a bunch of home demo where they're all in, in there with, in a kitchen with like uh, you know sledgehammers knocking yeah. cabinets off a wall. That looks like fun, but that also looks like a lot of work, like a lot yeah. of physical activity. I like the idea of sitting in a machine, in a machine, yeah. and letting a big heavy metal ball uh, yeah. go right through the building. You can come in like a wrecking ball. You never hit so hard in love. All you wanted was to break his walls. All you ever did mm. was wreck me. Yeah, 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 you wreck me. I'm so glad you put it that way. But that's yeah. exactly how I feel. Yeah. I really would like that opportunity. I mean, Charlie Baker is the governor. Of course, I'm going to let him sit in the excavator for a little bit and just, you know, play with the knobs. But when it comes to, like, the destruction of actual buildings, that seems like a lot of fun to me. I don't think it happens the way you think it happens. Like, you see it on TV and you're like, wow, they just did that in, like, a, you know, a couple of knocks over. But there's more prep that goes into it than what. We think. Well, you remember when the uh, Hotel Charles was downtown? Yeah. And they wanted to knock that thing down forever? I mean, forever they talked about knocking it down. They finally did by imploding it. Well, that's not nearly as much fun as blowing stuff up. Imploding it, you know, is a, is like a science. It, it, it's, yeah. a, it's an exacting science. And we tried desperately to be the ones to, to press the button, but somebody else wanted to do it instead. Wasn't that, uh, wasn't that the, the hotel that... Uh that was one of the they didn't want to knock down, right? The, yeah, I think it was someone who said that there's some sort of historical relevance to the building. But yeah, it was it, like J. Edgar Hoover tried on a pair of panties from Steiger's and he went into that hotel and yeah, that's, you know, was parading around. That's not enough uh, of an historical document right. for me. There, you know, there needs to be there needs to be much more. I just want to I just want to be a part of that because ever I'm sure you've watched like a wrecking an actual wrecking ball do its job, right? I, I have, but I'd, I'd rather see the explosion. I'd rather see the uh, that controlled demolition where they like uh, meticulously place dynamite in certain yeah like uh, but so, supports right. and all that. But stuff. but sometimes like you know walls and structures yeah. re- remain even after the blast, right? And you still got to knock that down with a wrecking ball. That just looks like so much fun to me. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it would be. You, fun. you swing the ball into a bunch of bricks and it all falls apart. You're just sitting there laughing and laughing like, oh my god. This is the greatest job a man could have is breaking stuff. I break stuff all the time. I think I could be really good at this. Yeah, but even those guys that do that are still angry people. Usually you take your anger out on the demolition. You don't know I'm not angry. I could be furious. I could be like at the end of my rope. You You would never know. You're absolutely right. We don't know each other uh, in our own homes. You know what I mean? Like We don't know what we're like. You could be a raging bastard for all I know. Certainly, be some people that would tell you that's true. I mean, I know I am. I actually uh, think I'm probably a very uh, relaxed, kind, and warm-hearted person. I, but, flip, uh, I flip tables. Yeah, 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 I bet you do. 
I'm not really a, like a violent guy, which makes me perfect for a job like this because I have all that pent up frustration mm-hmm. that a wrecking ball would easily resolve. I would go home so relaxed and calm. Yeah. Because it's like I spent all day destroying stuff. And that would be that would be very cathartic. Like a, like a, like a it would just be like a like a natural type of relaxing yeah. job. You don't uh, you don't really seem to be the kind of guy that would be able to do that. Because you got to have like uh, strength and muscle too. You can't, it's not just sitting in the machine. Like you got to like hook things up and lift things and bring no, them. No, yeah. I, I want to be the guy that just you know pulls the little levers and then swings the ball. Yeah, into in, into a structure. There's more to that job than just moving levers. See, but those but those are the kinds of people that always want to make things difficult. I'm just talking about doing like the simplest thing imaginable, which it, it would just take like a big wrecking ball and like you know dink in the side of like a of the corner of a building and then it would just watch it all fall and stuff. That's you, you want to so do the awesome. simplest thing imaginable at a construction site? Go get coffee for the people who are actually doing the real work. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, I mean. That's you, what you should be doing. I think you take shifts. You get 35 guys standing yeah. around. Two or three guys are actually doing the work. But I think it's like a, like a tag team match in wrestling. At one point, you make the tag, and yeah. and then the, uh, the, uh, the next uh, guy in seniority gets the work. I think you just get to sit and watch the demolition. You're the coffee guy. And they give you some some nickname, like Grundle or. <laughs> Did we talk about that yesterday? That, yeah. that nicknames are not yeah, always uh, a compliment. Well, the the, the point of the uh, the post was uh, this guy was like, "Hey, uh, stop trying to make military names when you're writing characters for movies and books. Stop trying to make military names sound badass because every military nickname is an insult in some way." <laughs> and the guy pointed out that his name was Firehose because he got drunk one night and he urinated himself. You know, but he was just proving a point that right. this is this is this is what what happened. Yeah, so in the movies, yeah. when a guy's name is like a Nighthawk, yeah. his real nickname in life could be Skidmark. You, or, you uh, don't even know. You'd be AFib. <laughs> he's AFib. That's it. Yeah, that's he's, it. He's irregular, just like his heartbeat. <laughs> Six twenty-three. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred and two. The newest way. Six thirty-four. With back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102, it's time for news and filling in for Dave Coombs all week long is ro- local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. A, a man has died after being hit by a vehicle while riding a bicycle in Springfield on Saturday. According to Springfield Police Spokesman Ryan Walsh, at around 8 p.m., officers were called to the intersection of Chestnut and Congress Streets for a report of a single car crash involving a bicyclist. The adult man was taken to Bay State with serious injuries on Sunday. The bicyclist died due to those injuries. Hmm. The driver remained at the location, and the investigation is being conducted by the Springfield Police Department Traffic Unit. Police are uh, also investigating the suspicious deaths of two people in East Granby, Connecticut, following a shooting on Sunday night. According to the chief medical examiner, Thomas Jacobs shot and killed his wife prior to killing himself in an apparent murder-suicide. Troopers in Hartford said they received 911 calls just just before 6 p.m. reporting gunshots at an address on Winding Hills Road in East Granby. When troopers and local officers arrived on the scene, they located a man and woman dead of apparent gunshot wounds. State police identified the victims as 49-year-old Thomas Jacobs and 48-year-old Doreen Jacobs. On Monday, the Avon Police Department confirmed that Thomas was a sergeant for the police department and has been with the department for the past 24 years. Based on the investigators' initial findings, troopers said the two deaths are considered uh, suspicious. The Central District Major Crime Squad has assumed investigation in the case. 
Three teenagers are facing charges after being arrested in connection to car break-ins that happened Saturday morning in Springfield. Officers uh, seized a loaded firearm from one of the suspects, 18-year-old Ho... It's pronounced Joe... Or it's written J-O-E-S-A-Y. Jose? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like a... It's like a Joshua. Gotcha. Yeah. Jose Martinez. Jose, you didn't do that. Yeah, well, he did. After police were alerted to attempted car break-ins on Main Street at around 12.30 a.m., police responded to Demon Avenue on the 3400 block of Main Street, where police allegedly found Martinez, Juan Roque, and a 15-year-old juvenile with latex gloves, a ski mask, and a loaded firearm. Well, those sound like clues. Yeah, it's like blues clues. Hey, what do we have over here? Well, we have a uh, ski mask, loaded firearm, and latex gloves. Yeah, you just got a letter. You just got a letter. It's summons to appear in court. The uh, firearm was reported stolen out of Florida, and the uh, charges for the juvenile will not be released uh, due to his age. Uh, Martinez of Springfield is charged with carrying a loaded firearm without a license, carrying a firearm with a license, receiving stolen property, breaking and entering, and vehicle nighttime uh, felony theft, whatever the hell that means. Roke of Springfield is charged with breaking and entering and all kinds of other good stuff. The young kid is how old? Uh, 15, you said? Yeah, 15 years old. God, you don't even have, uh, I don't even know if you're old enough to get work papers for a job like this. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, how old do you have to be to be committing you know, real good, solid crimes and getting credit for it? You know, my kid's uh, teetering on 13. I can't see her uh, running in an elaborate car breaking ring. No, your kids are smart, but I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if they're kind of, uh, say, like money laundering type of smart. Well, you know, or, you know, you, you, what better or, time or, to teach or, them than right now or felony committing type of smart. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know if, if they, they've got it in them. If they commit felonies now, then they just get a slap on the wrist. Yeah, I, should, I, should, I really get in on this. Well, see, the only way to get good at anything yeah. is to practice, you know, like repeat offenders. I mean, though, once those guys have been arrested, like, say, like 100 times, yeah. you know, released on bail for 500 hours, yeah, at some point, you're going to figure it out and you're going to get really, really good. Isn't that that 10,000 hour rule? Yeah. Yeah. Once you've done once something you're for 10,000, you're an expert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. Get these kids to work as soon as I get home. Listen, you're not standing, sitting around the house all day. You're going to go out there and you're going to start stealing cars like everybody else in this neighborhood. Tens of millions of Americans are eligible for student loan forgiveness, but you might have to pay state taxes. Nuts. According to the Tax Foundation, Massachusetts is one of 13 states in the country where you might have to pay taxes on the loans that were forgiven, but Governor Baker said that's not set in stone. Last week, uh, President Biden announced student loan borrowers can have $10,000 in federal student loans forgiven or 20000 if they're a Pell Grant recipient. The reason why you might be taxed by the state on this is that when you have debt forgiven, it can count as income. The American Rescue Plan Act d- does have a provision that student loan forgiveness between 2021 and 25 does not count as federal taxable income. However, Massachusetts is listed as one of the 13 states with the ability to tax it. Ooh, that's going to have to be corrected. You're going to have some very angry people when that when that bill comes around. Well, yeah, because let's say you get ten thousand dollars and uh, the rate is what six percent. Yeah, that's like uh, what nine hundred or I don't know how much yeah. is uh, how much. What's the tax on uh, ten thousand dollars? Six percent. You're asking me. You're asking me. That could be like even higher for the people having to pay up to twenty thousand dollars. Well, that is a great line to add to the article. Yeah. Are you telling me 
You're telling me that uh, residents could pay up to $500 in state taxes if they have $10,000 forgiven. That could be even higher for the people having up to $20,000 forgiven. It's almost like if you owe more, you would pay more. Yeah, like for, for that whatever concept. reason, like 6% yeah. tax is the same, proportionally speaking, ten dollars or $20,000. Boy, someone's going to be angry at this. I, the whole, like, you're on the hook for the taxes thing really blows my mind. You know, I uh, I, I understand the intention. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there, there isn't a person in the world that wouldn't want to save $10,000, $20,000 off the top of some sort of debt. Right. I mean, who, who wouldn't want that? But when you leave these kinds of things to our federal government, you know, like good ideas being resolved by these people, have you? can you point to anything uh, they've done where they didn't screw it up? No. You see what I'm getting at? I mean, in theory, it's a good idea. I just don't know how practical this winds up being, because if there's a way to mess it all up, the government will figure it out. And I and, and this would be one of those situations where you say, now, wait a minute now. If I'm being if I'm being forgiven ten thousand dollars, should I really be being taxed on it? I mean, is it really I mean, I understand the idea of it being income. Mm-hmm. but it's on a loan. It's 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 like being given a $10,000 grant you never have to pay back that you apply to the principal of your of your loan. I I don't I don't know. That's hey, that's that's going to be a problem. The whole thing uh I'm kind of glad I don't have to deal with that right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get I it. Didn't, I didn't have student loans. I didn't have to worry about that. But it's it's like what we talked about last week. This is this would be like, you know, your debt is just a fact of life. You know, I got debt, you got debt, everyone's got a certain amount of debt. That's just a fact of life. Mm-hmm. The question should be, well, why is this why is college education growing at a rate faster well, than anyone and, you know, can pay? Biden comes out yesterday and starts talking about the cost of colleges and, you know, like that's the next thing we're gonna have to crack down on. See, we should have cracked down on that. That's the first thing you should have cracked down on. The first thing. Because, you know, I mean, to, to say that you're, I mean, let's just say uh, you're going to send your kid to college. It's going to cost you $50,000 a year. Conservatively speaking, $50,000 a year. So wind, so if you wind up uh, getting all of that on student loans, you're talking about $200,000. $10,000 off the top is not going to be a life-changing no. situation. The question is, well, why is my kid having to pay $200,000 for a college education? Yeah. That's, what, uh, what, is, what is he really getting Well, I told you last week, that? you know, this guy with uh, Subswami up there from UMass yeah. making almost a million dollars, or if not making a million dollars as a salary, one of the highest paid, I think the highest paid employee in the state of Massachusetts. Yeah. A million dollars? For what? What are you doing? What are you doing with your day all day long that you think you deserve a million dollars for doing that job? Now, it's a it's a big job. Of course it's a big job. I could see two, three hundred thousand dollars for a job like that, but a sure. million dollars? Mm-hmm. I don't think you're worth that much. But I see, really don't. I don't think so either, but that's what the market will bear on a on a on a university president uh position. You'd you'd find that in any large scale state university. But the issue is it's not just that. 
it's just you know even if you took away even if you took away five hundred thousand dollars off the man's salary you're still going to charge kids fifty thousand dollars a year to attend your school because that's not a significant enough savings for the thousands of kids that go through your school hey uh so, jo- the, the, so there's something else that's that's pushing this price up through the roof uh jumping tracks yes i like to jump tracks that's what I do. I take I'm on one train track, and I was like, you know what? We're not even using the switcher up there. I'm just going right over the just other jumping. track. Uh, plans uh, continue for a white hut on Hamden Street in Holyoke. This would be awesome. Where on Hamden Street? Do you know where Eddie's Furniture is? Yeah. Yeah, and there's that Dunkin' Donuts that they had, the you know, because Eddie's was like, don't put that Dunkin' Donuts here because then we can't back the furniture into the building. Yeah. And, well, that Dunkin' Donuts has since been built, and right across the street from the Dunkin' Donuts is where the White Hut's going to go. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, on Monday, Edison Yee, the restaurant group's uh, principal, appeared before a public hearing held by the De- Development and Government Relations Committee. Besides the popular White Hut hamburger chain, the Yee family owns several high-profile... Yeah, they go on to tell you all the places that they own. Uh, but they have to, like, purchase the property from People's Bank, who is the current owner of that. All right. It's well, that People's Bank on the corner. There. Probably about the right size. Yeah. You know. It would be perfect. Yes. Listen, if you're in Holyoke, you know, why should you travel all the way to the next town over for a delicious White Hut hamburger with them fried onions? Oh. <sighs> So good. The hot dogs all the way, you know, and they put all that, they slap all that stuff on there. But you know, you're going to have, you're going to divide loyalties then in in Holyoke on the hot dog end because you got all them people who are, you know, diehard Nick's Nest fans. I believe they are retiring the Nick's Nest people. Are they really? Yeah, that's what I had heard. I don't know about that. Maybe you're right. I think that was one of the reasons why they waited to put the White Hut down there. Well, I'll tell you what. If it's not it, too far away, you're only talking about a mile away. If you're right about that, yeah. Well, I can tell you. I mean, if you if you're right about that, yeah. then this you know, all of a sudden this this fills a gaping hole in Holyoke. Oh, there's a lots c- of gaping holes in Holyoke. I was going to say it's yeah. a city loaded with them. I'm just saying. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast uh, going to be sunny and hot and humid today with a high of 89. Tomorrow, less humid with a high of 84. It's 72 right now in downtown Springfield. Coming up, the Mass Hat uh, probably doesn't involve somebody from Massachusetts. It's Rock 102. The big Springfield's classic rock at 712. And the Rolling Stones are back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Going to be uh, hot and humid today with a high of 89. Tomorrow, less humid with a high of 83. It's 72 right now in downtown Springfield. First day of school for my kids tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Uh, yesterday was the first day of uh, school for the, with kids in the class yesterday for my for my wife. She's a teacher in Springfield. Yeah. And, uh, oh, boy. It takes you back. It takes me back to, to, to my youth. You know, when you... When you get ready for school, spend uh, you know weeks at a time, you yeah. know, in the summer, enjoying yourself yeah. without a care in the world. Shit. Put on your brand new pair of tough skins and your new uh, health tech long sleeve turtleneck shirt. Did, oh, did you get her? Times. Did you get her a new stab vest? No, I didn't. I didn't have to. I didn't have to. You got to be careful for these kids. You know? It's a uh, you know it's it's uh, out of control. It's kind of funny looking at it from. Uh, from uh, the teacher perspective of going back to school. Yeah. You know, when you were a kid, you know exactly what that felt like. Yeah. Like the day before or the two or three days before. It's like, you know, you go through such dread and then uh, the first day starts and like, uh, Jesus, here we go again. And then 
at the end of the day, you're like, you're so exhausted because of the buildup that he's like, oh God, I got to go back tomorrow. Now, it's kind of like it is for teachers too. Yeah. It, it is. A, it, it's almost no different at all. No, it's no different, but it's like kind of funny that, you know, people, isn't it funny when you talk to people who have like public sector jobs? And they get off all these holidays and they get these vacations and all this other stuff. And we're like, yeah, yeah, that must be so hard to do. (laughs) (laughs) Not I listen, I I give all the credit to the to the teachers. I mean, they they really do a a bang up job when it comes to taking care of our kids. But I'm just saying, uh, you know, the perspective when you're so used to doing something year after year, you always get that summer off. You always get every holiday off. You always get all that stuff off. And then you're, you know, you're, you're, in your case, you're married to somebody, and she's like looking at you, like, how come you don't have this day off? Uh, cause we run by business rules. <laughs> <laughs> we run by people who don't want us to take days off. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. I, for all the people that 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 uh, you know complain that you know teachers get a whole summer off, I'm gonna tell you, if I were doing that job, I would demand for more time off. That is the most difficult, yeah, taxing. Uh, anxiety-filled job there is. Imagine you're, imagine uh, you're a parent and you have kids that are going to school. Well, imagine dealing with your kid at the at their worst time of day, but multiply that kid by twenty-two to twenty-four times. You got twenty-two, twenty-four kids in a classroom. They're all as devious and rotten as your own kids, and you think that uh, a, a teacher's gig is a simple job? No, it is not. Well, I found some. Uh, I found some stuff here. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see if I can get this uh, the thing uh, ready. Uh, yeah. Okay. Go. I'm ready. Yes. Service said. Okay. Yes. All right. What was that? I don't know. That was your other computer. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm I'm reading this article about these uh, these nostalgic school supplies. All right. All okay. right. Yeah. Marble composition notebook. Did you have one of those? I. In fact, I did. I had several of those. I did. I uh, I think I told you this story once. I had we had these marble composition notebooks in my seventh grade English class, and this guy uh, his name was Mister Scotty, and Mister Scotty was uh, kind of a hard ass, and he was like, "All right, everybody has to do these literature logs," and it was a it was a black and white carb composition notebook. Sure. And we had to read books and then write letters to our classmates about the book. Okay. You know, it was to teach you, like you know, giving synopsis to to, to your friends and things like that. It's to, to how, how to explain a, a book, you know, to, to to somebody else. Yeah, that was the point of the exercise. Sometimes we'd have to write letters to the teacher, and then he would write back. But he would check everybody's notebook to see what we were writing. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, I uh, uh, wrote to uh, my my f- classmate Patrick about the diary of Anne Frank. Which I uh, I didn't read. Yeah, I just decided to write a synopsis about something, and mm-hmm. uh, it was it was along the lines of, "Dear Patrick, <laughs> I just finished reading the Diary of Anne Frank, <laughs> and I could not put this book down." <laughs> <laughs> it was so interesting to hear about how what times were like as a young girl in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> to which he re- to which the teacher responded, uh, "Yeah, something tells me you didn't even read the diary of Anne Frank." 
Did you did you skip over that whole part where she and her family were in hiding oh, from the yeah, Nazis? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. You know what? I had to wait to go watch the movie to find out really? the rest of the story. Because that's, yeah. that's a bulk of the plot yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. so uh, that, was my, that was my experience with the oh. marble <laughs> composition notebook. Uh, a pencil case. Did you have a pencil case? Uh, yeah, I think I did have a pencil case for like all of a day. I never got that stuff. My parents never bought me any of this stuff. I think I got a pencil case, but I don't think... I, I think what ha- See, the problem I had when I was a kid is this is before backpacks. Yeah. We didn't, nobody had a backpack in in the 70s. But what we did was we carried all of our books in one hand, and that was it. Yeah. Never a place to put it. Anyone who did have a backpack back in the 70s, everyone thought they were some sort of weirdo creep. Didn't they make the straps for the books? Did, couldn't you buy like a strap to hold all the books I together? never knew anybody that had the strap. It was like a belt. looked like a belt. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. How about a cardboard pencil box? Pencil box. It, n- a cardboard n- Cardboard one, one no. Yeah. Yeah, so they had all the different. You see, this is more like uh, you were uh, beyond this, I think, some of these things. Probably. Multicolor pens. Like they, I think my mom had one of those. She called it the nursing pen because it had four different colors on it. Yeah, the black, red, green, green and blue, blue and red. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I had those. I certainly had those. Yeah, these are the ones that have like a hundred colors on them. That's that's way too many. It's I mean, a big pen. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, let's see, uh, Lisa Frank Flair. I never, never. What the hell is them. that? I, they're like folders. You know what? It's like I, dolphins and stuff on them. Here, here's something that I didn't have any idea what the hell this was. My wife and I were at the. I think we were at the Walmart. This is like a couple of years ago. She wanted to yeah. pick up a couple of supplies for their for the kids in class because you know times are tough and and that's what teachers have to do now. They have, have to, to go buy stuff, buy stuff for their yeah. students. And uh, there was something on the shelf, and she said, "Yeah, you know what? I really like to get. I'd like to get a, like a trapper keeper." And I'm going, "What the hell is that? You don't know what a trapper keeper is?" I literally had no idea what a trapper really? keeper. I didn't realize it had a name. I mean, I've mm-hmm. seen them. I don't think I ever had one, they and were, I don't never heard anyone refer to it as a trapper keeper. Because again, you're talking 1970s. I mean, they've been out since the 70s, but yeah. I didn't, I the didn't know, never even heard that the, the name before. The 80s, they were big in the trapper keeper. That was like my generation for the stuff. See, the trapper the, keeper. And I, I graduated high school in '84, so you know, we kids in Rehoboth didn't really get into the trapper keeper until I'm sure after I graduated. Uh. My parents couldn't afford that, so I got the uh, Kmart version, which was like the Whapper Peeper or whatever it's <laughs> the, called. The Crapper yeah. Peeper. Uh, metal pencil sharpener. Like um, an old-fashioned metal pencil sharpener. Yeah, well, we had those in every classroom. I got one in my house. I had one in my house as a kid. Right, to, it was like right outside, inside the uh, the basement door. This is why I like to go to thrift shops, Baxi, because I can find all magical things there. And I found it was an old metal pencil sharpener that was one of these things where you put it down. It was like a suction cup, and you push the. Oh yeah! But it's like the old style. Still got a crank. Yeah, it's still got a crank. It's uh, I gotta tell tough. you, the old fashioned pencil sharpener mm-hmm. is a whole lot better than the little tiny plastic one, and better than an automatic one. Does a better job of sharpening. Oh yeah, the automatic one. Sucks. We got one up here uh, in uh, in our in our building. Sucks. I hate that damn thing. Yeah, I don't like. Doesn't it get it sharp enough. I want to. I want to be able to stab somebody with a pencil. You want to be able to like inject uh, the lead inside to somebody's skin. Yeah, that's how sharp you. That would be great. That. 
How about uh, pink erasers? Did you ever have one of those? I had one of those. I had two of those. They came in a two-pack, and I would always lose them. I always had those. This they already brought up the book strap. This is what I was talking about before the book before the backpack was born. Book strap secured school books to make it easier for students to carry the books from class. That's a that's a lost art right yeah, there. We don't do that. That was like from the forties and fifties. That was before your time too. Yeah. Lunchbox with matching thermos. I have mine in my garage. Really, it's all beat up, but it's still. Uh, a perfectly usable, good usable uh, He-Man lunchbox. He-Man. Oh, it's awesome! It's I got had... the whole He-Man scene on it, and oh, I would man. like, yeah, I would like ride to school, and I'd look down at the school box, uh, the lunchbox, and on the school bus, and be like, man, yeah, there's He-Man. That's and cool. Battle Cat. Yeah, kicking the crap out of Skeletor. I had a, awesome. I had a, I had a Hot Wheels uh, lunchbox. Oh, Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. You ever have Hot Wheels when you were a kid? Um, yeah, I did have Hot Wheels when I was Friggin I loved, loved Hot Wheels. Love Hot Wheels were the best. I, I even had the little uh, little gas station and the car wash. You know what I think I did, too? The crappy car wash with the two little foam pads. Yeah, and I did have really that. wash the car. It I just kind of made a big mess all over your kitchen table. I also had the, the plastic track oh, know, yeah. with, with a loop and stuff. Oh, I had that, too. Yeah. They made that in your day. Back in the early <laughs> 70s. Absolutely. Scented markers. My sister had them. I never had those. Mm-hmm. All, all, the only scent we had was uh, warning, toxic scented. Uh, toxic scented. That's yeah, the one you right. don't want. They bring up the Trapper Keeper, which I, that was a huge, wildly popular uh, uh, item. The overhead projector. They don't use those anymore. They use those whiteboard things Yeah, now. the smart boards now? Yeah. yeah. Those, I got to tell you, though, those are really cool. They are cool, but but, but like it, it has totally eliminated the the uh, the whole yeah you know the whole status symbol of going outside and clapping the erasers. Nope. I used to love clapping the erasers. Oh, we had the, getting uh, getting that deal detail becoming the the eraser monitor for the month. I know. I went to a Catholic school and we had these like navy blue sweaters. Oh yeah, and then we'd all like hit each other with the erasers, so we yeah. all have white marks on us for the rest of the day. That was hilarious. Elmer's glue. They don't use Elmer's glue. Oh, you know what? They all it's all glue sticks these days. That's bull crap. Glue sticks stink. Crayola crayons. Yep, still classics. Uh metal compass. That's something you can stab somebody's eye out with. Yeah, you sure can. White correction fluid or whiteout. Well, yeah, whiteout's the brand name, yeah, I no guess. Who's using that anymore? No, because they got those little things you can do. It's like the easy blockout thing. You know what I mean? It's like a little Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Safety scissors. I used to hate they're the, did you ever, uh, are you left-handed or right? I am left-handed. You're left-handed. Yeah. So you had to use the left-handed scissors. Yes, and they're terrible. Poorly designed. Uh, you said you didn't use, and that was, backpacks was the last thing on the list. I'm yeah. telling you, we, yeah. I knew one kid that had a backpack, and he was tortured for it. Yeah. Like, what are you, what's that? Were you going camping? You're going hiking to... Algebra, you know, I mean, they were uh, kids were just merciless back then. Now you have a kid without a backpack, he's the loser. I know. I got in a fight because I had a Paddington bear bag in kindergarten, and I got made fun of for having well, a you, Paddington you, bear bag. You may have deserved that. It's a kindergartner it's, with a Paddington bear bag. What is so bad about that? It's Paddington bear. So what? You don't like someone? marmalade? No. 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 
You know, like not knowing who your parents are, no. where you come from, and just shacking up in somebody's house. He was the original hobo. <laughs> he was the down and out of Beverly Hills before Richard <laughs> Dreyfus even had a thought of that movie. <laughs> Horrible movie. It's 725. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Rock 102's Classic Rock Summer. Mind of Pterodons.com. We make it simple in Westfield. Call 866-982-4901 for details. It's 729 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Uh, your forecast going to be uh, muggy and hot today with a high of 89. Tomorrow, less humid with a high of 83. It's 72 in downtown Springfield. You know, we uh, forgot what yesterday was. Uh, the 29th? Yes. Do you know what the uh, significance that day is? No. All the way back in 2005, a young, handsome man named Steve Nagel started uh, toxifying the airways here at Rock 102. Yesterday was your anniversary day? 17 years. Can you imagine that? 17 years I've been here. Why do you think it was like 18, 19 years? Uh, I don't know, because I probably miscounted. Oh. Kind of like we don't know how many Mayflower marathons we've done. Right. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Seven, 17 years today. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Unbelievable. Uh, I was hired by that guy who knew Johnny Depp very well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, wow, seventeen years—that's a—that's a long time. You know, you know, I, 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 I realized not too long ago. Yeah, you know how long I've been in this company? Thirty something years. Thirty, thirty years. Thirty years. Yeah, right. Wow, here for twenty some odd years. Thirty years in this company—that's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't you, know why they've kept me. You you get a Hall of Fame uh, ceremony and all that stuff. We're talking about me here. Steven, 10 years. But, when it, what, yeah. but you know, in 10 years, someone could accidentally have a lapse of judgment and nominate you for the Hall of Fame. Oh, I don't think that'll ever happen. Oh, I wouldn't say that. You know, technically, I should be on this bill considering that I was here for two-thirds of the portion of your career no, at know. this radio station. But that's uh, that's not how it works. You're going to have to earn it on your own damn self. Oh, is that so? Yeah, I mean, I'll be happy to be one to uh, nominate you. I'll say nice things about you. Can you nominate somebody you work with? Is that how that works? Isn't I, that a conflict of interest? Wouldn't everybody just be doing that? I think that's what, how people get nominated. Oh, it's really just kind of a popularity contest more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And you got to, and you got to, well, you got to go through a process you get nominated, then the uh, there's a committee that sifts through all of these applications, all yeah. these nomination papers, and there's act, as it turns out, there's actually quite a lot that get nominated. But you know who really deserves it more than us? And so uh, we get chosen, and uh, and just so you know, Steve, mm -hmm. I, you know when I when I'm up there giving my uh, acceptance speech, yeah, I will uh, probably likely acknowledge mention your name, maybe, maybe. I mean, you know. I got other people I got to thank first, but I mean, maybe I'll, I'll, uh, you know, if you're nice, yeah, yeah, if you're good to me in the next couple of weeks, I, I may mention you from afar. I don't know if I can be nice and good I mean, to I'm you not, for the next couple of weeks. No, no, I mean, I'm not gonna say a lot. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, glow over you. You know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pour my, my heart and soul out there. But you know, I, I'll, I'll give you a knowledge. I'm going acknowledgement. I'm only going for the free lunch. Oh, I don't blame you. That's, yeah. What do you think I'm going? But uh, 17 years, we should have had a party here yesterday. Yeah. We should have had uh, pizza. <laughs> okay. That's not Or wings. Happen. Yeah. I, I just, I or be, charcuterie. Uh, we like a good charcuterie. Yeah, I know. We, I we have been asking for that forever. Never has anyone shown up with an exotic platter of meats and cheeses. Well, 
Things are about to change. Let's hope so. News is next on Rock 102. Let me share with you something I've been telling my family and friends for years. I wish I'd found my current job. 735. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A uh, man has died after being hit by a vehicle while riding a bicycle in Springfield on Saturday night. According to police spokesman Ryan Walsh, at around 8 p.m., officers were called to the intersection of Chestnut and Congress Streets for a report of a single car crash involving a bicyclist. The adult man was taken to Bay State with serious injuries on Sunday. The bicyclist died due to those injuries. The driver remained at the location, and the investigation is being conducted by the Springfield Department uh, Police Department Traffic Unit. Police in East Granby, Connecticut, are investigating the suspicious deaths of two people uh, in East Granby following a shooting on Sunday night. According to the chief medical examiner, Thomas Jacobs shot and killed his wife prior to killing himself in an apparent murder-suicide. Troopers uh, in Hartford say they received 911 calls just before 6 p.m. reporting gunshots at an address on Winding Hills Road in East Granby. When troopers and local officers arrived at the scene, they located a man and woman dead of apparent gunshot wounds. Uh, on Monday, the uh, Avon Police Department confirmed that Thomas was a sergeant at that department and has been with that department for the past 24 years. Mm-hmm. Based on the investigators' initial findings, troopers said the two deaths are considered suspicious. The Central District Major Crime Squad has assumed the investigation in the case. What a horrible story. It is. Jeez. Uh, the mer- the uh, number of deadly car crashes has already hit record highs for the year, and the sharp increase is puzzling safety experts. What might be the most confusing for experts is that there are fewer people on the roads than there were before the COVID-19 pandemic. That doesn't seem right, though. It seems like there's more people out there now. <clears throat> Despite um, lower traffic volumes, accidents keep happening at a greater frequency. How 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 old are these statistics? Well, according to the NHTSA, deadly car crashes hit their highest quarterly total in the first three months of this year, 7% higher than the first quarter of 2021 and 22% higher than in 2019. So it's there are recent numbers. All right. So they're, they're, they're recent, but yeah. see, this is the problem with statistics. Are they comparing these numbers... All right, so you're, you're so the, the the window is 2019 to now to like the first quarter of the year, right? Right. All right. Well, so for a good bulk of that, people were not on the road as much, but now that they are, proportionally speaking, it would only make sense that you would have more accidents on the road because now you do have more people. Yeah. Right. Yes. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Is it it though? Well, I mean, it's, it's more it than, yeah. than not. Uh, there is also a trend of decreased traffic enforcement. A 2021 study of 1,000 police officers found that 60% of them were less likely to stop a vehicle during the pandemic than they were before 2020. Also, oh, yeah. There's also less cops. Yeah, yes, that's true, too. But I, I think they're pointing out in the beginning of the pandemic, like when the pandemic was going on, they, they didn't want to. I'm not getting sick by pulling somebody over. I don't want somebody in a car breathing all over me. Records indicate that people are driving without a seatbelt above the speed limit and while impaired at higher rates than before the pandemic began. Experts say it's also possible that more people are texting and using their cell phones while driving, possibly contributing to more deadly crashes. I would also like to know what the statistics are of people that are high on cannabis who are driving and impaired. And if that's affected the uh, the numbers too, that could be you know? as well. A lot because yep. a lot of states since twenty 
19 have uh, changed their laws. A lot of people smoking the weed, smoking the dope. Yeah. Old I, reefer zombies on the, on the roadways. But the problem the problem with that number is when you when you look at those numbers, it's are you blanketing it under under the influence or are you saying specifically marijuana? See, this is the problem with these yeah. statistics. They don't you don't have a lot of uh, a lot of those questions answered because they may not have been looking for those kinds of questions. That's what I'm talking about. This whole thing is just uh, it's St- just it's st- just a big ruse. Statistics. I'm telling you, you can twist stats any way you want to almost justify anything you're looking for. Well, yeah. That's- yeah, I mean, if you really know what you're doing, I don't. But you know, there's some people that do. Uh, how about some national stuff? You want Terrific. some national stuff? This yes. Tesla CEO Elon Musk has again filed paperwork to terminate his agreement to buy Twitter. This time it's based on information in a whistleblower complaint filed by Twitter's former head of security. In an SEC filing Tuesday, Musk said his legal team notified Twitter of additional bases uh, for ending the deal on top of the ones given in the original termination notice issued in July. Musk's advisor cited the whistleblower report by former executive Peter Zatko. He alleged in his complaint to U.S. officials that the company misled regulators about its poor cybersecurity defenses and its negligence in attempting to root out fake accounts that spread disinformation. I'm okay with him not owning that. I, I don't know how you can force someone to own something they don't already own. Well, because he's he's uh, he's welching on the bet or welching on the deal. All right, but it's it's the guy's money. If if something were to happen in a in negotiation that made it no longer attractive to him to buy, he shouldn't necessarily be on the hook to buy it. You know, I'm going to stop talking about this because I don't really understand it now that you just said that. What part? So he's on the hook to buy this thing, or he's on the hook to give the money to them because he's backing out of the deal? Well, if you back out of a deal, well, it, it's hard to say without knowing what the deal is, but there may be a situation where he would have to pay a certain amount to back out of the deal, but it wouldn't be nearly what he would have to spend to actually buy them out. Gotcha. So there may be a penalty to back out of the deal. But my, but you know, he's Elon Musk. He's got two hundred thirteen, two hundred thirteen billion dollars. Dude can do whatever he wants with his uh, with his billions. Yeah, I wouldn't want to buy Twitter either. Frankly, it's a it's a human cesspool of hatred. But he just decides. You know, listen, I, I don't. I, if they're not going to let me do what I want to do with Twitter, then to hell with it. And I don't want to buy it. That should be his choice. Yeah, simple as that. Doesn't mean he won't get penalized to back out of the deal. You know, it's like uh, it's like paying. It's like if you if you bought a house and uh, and you put a deposit down on the house, but then backed out of the deal. Well, yeah. guess what? You still you lo- got to you lose the deposit. You lose the deposit. Yeah, that's it. Hey, uh, going into space is an honor few people get to experience, but even fewer toy sheep get to make the journey. However, that's all about to change as one woolly astronaut prepares to step inside a spacecraft. Sean the Sheep is set to be sent into space as part of the upcoming Artemis 1 launch, the first of a number of planned flights, Artemis 1 will have no human pilots on board, but Sean will be joined by an Amazon Alexa, a Snoopy doll, and even some plants. But how did Sean achieve his seat as the first sheep in space? 
Has he been trained? And is he safe to be inside of a spacecraft? Did he fill out an application? The answer is yes. It's just a damn stuffed sheep. Why would you even ask those questions? Why would you Why would you be sending them to space? Uh this is some like uh English uh sheep thing. This is a European space launch. This isn't uh, This isn't a like NASA a, this isn't like a scientific experiment. Well, it's a, it's it's to, it's to, it's like a satellite type of thing that they're that they're sending up, but uh, they're sending the sheep into space to break a record. You're not telling me uh, Neil Armstrong didn't bring a teddy bear with him on the uh, on the spacecraft. I don't think there's a lot of room for uh, for like mementos. You don't think so? You don't think you can uh, like bring? Yeah, I, like I, my kids bring back jars of sand from the beach. Sure, you can't right. just like you know uh, you could bring something from here and leave it. Uh, I, I'm sure when when uh, when Buzz Aldrin and Michael Collins and uh, Neil Armstrong were up on the moon. They didn't say to themselves, hey, before we go, let's be sure to hit the gift shop. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't do that. See, I, if I was a, an astronaut, I'd be like breaking bottles of champagne yeah. or uh, opening cans of beer up and things like that it, just to see what would happen in space. Hey, hey, Buzz, watch this. Yeah. You know, and then like the liquid just comes out of the can and floats in the air. That'd be kind of cool. It would be nice to know if uh, NASA has like a duty-free shop. So if you do go up to into space, you can buy booze at a discounted price let's all go to the duty free shop what is it let's all go to the let's duty all free shop at, at the duty, duty free, free shop. shop yeah yeah your pioneer valley forecast today sunny with a high of 89 and humid tomorrow less humid with a high of 83 it's 72 right now in downtown springfield I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Metro Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is ready to get you where you need to go during the Make This the Summer event. Feel the... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751, and the Scorpions are back. Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Sunny, hot, and humid today with a high of 89. Less humid tomorrow with a high of 83. It's 72 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, join me Friday night. I'm going to be at Festa. At uh, Our Lady of Fatima in Ludlow from 7 to 9, five huge days of Portuguese fun in the sun. September 1st through September 5th, the enjoy uh, rides, games, amusements, uh, live entertainment, and mostly the food. Oh, my Lord, the food. Aquanet is going to be playing there on Friday night. Festa 2022 is back. Don't miss it. It's going to be at uh, Our Lady of Fatima, Windsor Street in Ludlow this Friday night, 7 to 9, with me and the road crew. From Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 752 at Rock 102. Now hear this. Now hear this. I'm so glad to hear that. You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this with Bax, Steve, and Dave in the morning mm-hmm. on Not Rock listening. 102. You're only hearing what you want to hear. <laughs> that sounds wrong to me. I don't know why. I don't know. I'm just clicking the first one that's on his little page there. Well, that's the one. <laughs> I had to go back into that page and, yeah, no, and I get find it. the thing. Clip number one. I, I, this is why I don't believe TikTok. Like, just because it's on TikTok doesn't mean it's true. Doesn't mean it's not not but, true either. I, but there's no other details of the story other than this TikTok video that's going viral of a homeowner. Homeowner says what? What? Oh, oh, yeah. Of a homeowner uh, making an intruder clean his bathroom while threatening to call the police if he stops. Here is the TikTok from Tez Bands 1209 that is going viral. 
Let's go see some spots okay, right there. Okay, okay. I see you, I see you. You might want to move those bottles. There's some stuff right by the bottles. bottles this is not my hair right here, right? It could be mine. I don't care. It's either that or the cops, bro. You came into my house. Yeah, see, the more I like read about this, there's no other details other than this is a viral video. There, yeah. The article, the long article that I found was actually giving tips on how to protect your home from being broken into. You may find this hard to imagine, but there's actually quite a lot of stuff on the TikToks mm-hmm. that's total BS. You think? Yeah, no, I mean, it's true. It's true. Quite a lot of it, in fact. Uh, I guess. That's one of the problems with the internet. Wow, the There's internet. a lot of uh, false information being passed I around. thought if it's on the internet, is true. I mean, if I was breaking into your house, you're not making me walk, you know, clean your toilets. No. I'm there to grab valuables and not out of the toilet. Uh, last night, uh, this is clip number two, by the way. Thank we're, you. We're moving on to the next clip. Number two. Last night could have been Serena Williams' last professional tennis match, so her family, friends, and a lot of famous people came to watch the U.S. Open, but she won. So you can listen to the cheers. It sounds like she just won the championship. A dance and a smile at the end, and we'll see the twirl now. No swan song this evening in Arthur Ashe Stadium. Uh, her opponent uh, didn't get applause even when she served an ace or won a game. It was all Serena's crowd, and you had people like uh, Hugh Jackman and Queen Latifah and oh, Matt yeah. Damon and Spike Lee and Lindsey Vaughn and Mike Tyson and Katie Couric and Vera Wang and Gail King, Bill Clinton, and more. What, what, what? Gail King? Gail King. Unbelievable. What was she doing at a tennis match? I don't know. I don't even know what she's doing being considered to be famous. And then uh, here's a video that has been going around since 2009, but uh, it's recirculating again. Okay. I don't know why they... It's just something that becomes popular again because, oh, I forgot about how funny this was. Probably, yeah. But this wasn't even that funny. You can listen to a bride completely lose it and laugh hysterically when the groom messes up the wedding vows. Oh, what a caution. Welcome to the Wacky 102 Morning Show here on 102. Poiwa in Springfield. Number three. Here's the bride. This is going to be bananas. I, Andrew Paul Daniel Ingstrom. I, Andrew Paul Daniel Ingstrom. Do take Melissa Renee Warren. Do take Melissa Renee Warren. To be my lawfully wedded wife. To be my lawfully... And pancakey. <laughs> I've been scared of this all my Now listen life. to her laugh. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Oh. You want to spend the rest of your life listening Dude, to that? Dude, run! Dude! Oh God! Run away! Oh, run away! There's got to be an escape mechanism involved. <laughs> Can you imagine listening to that for the rest of your life? Remember I told you that story yeah. of, of a I was set up on a blind date yeah. with a girl, and she was very, very nice, but she had a horrible, horrible laugh. She had a bad laugh. Bad laugh. That was the only date we had because I, the laugh was just so horrible. Like a cackle. No, it was worse. It sounded like uh, like a like a seal being clubbed on a beach. Well, oh, oh, look at that. That was very good. Look at you and your seal getting clubbed at a beach sounds. This is how this is how she laughed. She would wind up like that, and then all of a sudden there'd be a... Ah! And it was like, this is a, you know, what? You know, she's an attractive girl, but oh my God. I, no, I can't. I can't do that. And, she, and we were set up because she, had told, she was told by her friends, you know, uh, Bax is pretty funny. 
from time to time. Oh, yeah, Kelly, really? Yeah, listen, yeah. if she's waiting for me to make her laugh, I'm yeah. not sitting through that. Uh, you know why you're so good at those sounds? Why? Years of listening to Portuguese music. At, uh, <laughs> it does sound like somebody Just getting like murdered, it. doesn't it? Just, and here I am, the guy complaining about the Eagles. It's uh, 7.57 with back Steve and Dave at Rock 102. The Big Bunk and Smoke returns to the log cabin on Wednesday, October 5th. Built by D- And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know if any of you have noticed, but the Boston Red Sox are not very good. Last night, they lost to the Minnesota Twins. That means that over the last 10 games, the Red Sox have managed to lose seven of them. They're now 16 games out of first place, and according to the most recent stats, they have a 1.8% chance of making the playoffs. Now, under any measure, you could make the argument that this team stinks, and I'm pretty sure you'll be able to prove that argument quite convincingly without either breaking a sweat or having to provide a PowerPoint presentation to explain yourself. Because, and I think it bears repeating, this team stinks. Now, in most circumstances, when a team stinks to this degree, the blame is then often squarely placed upon management. They're usually the first to go down. However, yesterday, Red Sox team president Sam Kennedy announced that Chief Baseball Officer Kyan Bloom and manager Alex Cora will be back next season. According to Kennedy, quote, I am very comfortable saying this. There is a strong belief in the direction of the franchise from our ownership group. That direction is continuing to build for the future but also continuing to invest at the major league level. Dude, your team is in last place with a 98.2% chance of not making the playoffs. You have a payroll of $207 million, the second highest in the American League and sixth highest in baseball. And with that investment, you're 16 games out of first place. And yet somehow there's still a strong belief in the direction of your franchise. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that Kyan Bloom and Alex Cora shouldn't be uh, should be canned, but if your money is paying for this train wreck, I'm not sure I'd be making public statements that you're building for the future, especially since it's pretty clear that you could have grabbed last place for a fraction of the cost. You could have spent nothing at all and still have a 1.8% chance of making the playoffs, and yet you're comfortable with the direction of the franchise? This would be like finding out that your longtime girlfriend just gave you syphilis and then going to the pottery barn to fill out your bridal registry. It just doesn't make any sense. But hey, in my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What do you got, an away game, camping, tailgating, or just like cooking on the road? Get the Weber Traveler from Rocky's, the portable gas grill on wheels. You pop it open, fire it up, cook stuff, fold it back up, put it back in your trunk. The Weber Traveler, now only $400 at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-11 and the great Billy Idol. We're back, Stephen Dave, on Rock 102. going to be hot, hazy, and humid today with a high of 89. Tomorrow, less humid with a high of uh, 83. It's 73 right now in downtown Springfield. You want to do something fun? Yeah. Do you want to have some fun? I do. Are you saying you want to have some fun or do you really want to have some fun? I really want to have some fun. You want to do something dangerous? Uh, sure. Okay. 
And now, live from the Dana Plato Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Line Tuesday! Tuesday. Wow, look at that. Blast Blast me on the past. 293-1021. That's right. Open Line Tuesday. You call up, you say some nice things, don't use any profanity or any hate speech, because I'll bounce you faster than you can... You can blink an eye. You're taking more risks than the game of playing risk. In a way, that's uh, that's true. You're All dangerous. We- You're like uh, Maverick. You're dangerous. That's right, Ice. I am dangerous. All right, the uh, the phones were well, they were ringing. Well, one was ringing. One was ringing, and that guy uh, gave up. All right, here we go. I'm feeling confident now. Does anybody left to listen? Yeah, please stop. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey. This hey. is Vinny. How you doing, guys? What's up, Vinny? How are you, Vin? I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, Dave in the morning with my coffee makes my bowels move every morning. Keep talking about your tired stuff from the days, Dave. We hate you. Oh, right. okay. Well, well there you go. Very that nice stuff. A... Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. It's Eric. Hey, Eric. What's happening? Not too much. Just working. All right, All right, you're well, on the air, uh, Eric. What's going? What? Uh... That's, that's, oh, that's, well, you know, uh, I've been thinking uh, every time. That, you know, I've I've called a few times over the years, over the decades. Yeah. And every t- every time I uh, backs addresses me, it yeah. sounds like he's got some disdain for me. Is that possible? <laughs> what disdain for you? Yeah, he, he, he's always like, "Good morning, Eric." Kind of like uh, like it's a Seinfeld bit, but I can't tell because it was happening before Seinfeld. Oh no, yeah. Eric! Please don't uh, don't take my uh, tone of voice to be a dismissive tone at all. I uh, yeah, you just have a you just have a very calming and relaxing uh, tone about your voice. That's it. That's all I'm responding to. I you and I are like I feel like we're, we're you've you've called so many times. I feel like we're pals. You you made my day. Well, there you, you go. See. There yeah, you see, go. Things have been resolved. Awesome. Happy to turn things around, Eric. Excellent. There was uh, nothing. There was nothing to resolve. Have a great day. All right, you <laughs> oh, there you okay, go. I'm good. glad that we got that phone call. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, Lenore. Hey, Lenore. What's up? Well, I'm really glad you have open mic. First of all, I would love to hear. I know I have to talk fast. Uh, longer news sections. I enjoy that section. Ooh. Second of all. Could you ask Dave to tone it down a little? His exclamatory speech is so weird early in the morning. It's just like, just weird. What are anyway, you talking well, wait, about? Wait a minute. He, he's not even here to defend yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean yeah, I, yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, could you pass it along? Uh, sure. I'll be, I'll be um, happy to write some notes. Yes. And I I, I am mourning, M-O-U-R-N, the, the, the loss of... John O'Brien on your show, and I know there must have been some bad vibes going on, but um, I, he was important to me. So he's like erased from the world. Mm. Well, I, 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 I can't. can't do I, I, there's nothing I can tell you, uh, but I appreciate you calling in, Lenore. Right. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. He, he's, yeah. not, he's not dead. No, he's still around. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Is this? Hey, hey you. what's up, man? How are you? What's up? Hey, hey, uh, 
I got some disdain for that caller, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fun guy do you, at do you, all. Do you have a whole <laughs> list of bullet points you can give us on how what your disdain for Eric? How long do you have? Uh, we don't have that much time. Bit going. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, Eric reminds me of uh, Dave. I mean, the, the two of them are just my math hats. Yeah. I just can't <laughs> do with them anymore. And they don't even live hey, in Massachusetts. Nuts, isn't it? Hey, whatever happened to that guy with cancer? I, I, he's around. You just have to go uh, actively search him out. Yeah, there. there's just a new disease floating that's, around this building. That's all right. Hey, thank you very much for the Love call. We bye. appreciate it. Thank you very much. Love you, bye. All right, goodbye. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's uh, Jordan. Hey, Jordan, what's up? Yeah, I just want to say, hey, get sloppy nuts at break over there. He's a good guy. Yeah, see? Yeah, see? Yeah, he's, he's, he's not here to defend own. himself. That's gotta, right. Yeah. <laughs> I like Dave. I like Dave. All right, so, man. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, you guys call. have a good one. All right. You too. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. It's Josh. How are you doing? Terrific, Josh. What's on your mind? Oh, uh, man. Just uh, heads up. You know, that's that pumpkin spice season over at Starbucks. The only reason I know is because the wife called me to pick up a, a mobile order for her. So let the spice be out. You know? All right. You know what? Take this and use this to your advantage. You know how many hot chicks What's order that? that pumpkin spice stuff at a Starbucks? I would be. How many? Uh, yeah, a lot. A lot of hot at, chicks. At least 20. <laughs> and you know what? How long have you been married? Uh, six years. I'm sure your wife's a beautiful woman, but you know what? It's every. It's okay to look at the menu every once in a while. You can go out to the Starbucks. Oh, look. The hot soccer mom's yeah. coming to pick up their pumpkin spice. <laughs> So well, that's why we got Oakleys, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. 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 make it totally inconspicuous. Yeah, turn that frown upside down, there you my go. friend. All right, well, in- enjoy the season. <laughs> there you go. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Oh, Dale. Hey, Dale. Dale, what's up? Oh, well, it's open mic, and it ain't even Friday. Yeah, well, yeah, hey, yeah, we I do know. whatever we want. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, back home, back and um, Steve's okay, but you know I'm in the third wheel there. Ah, uh, listen, let's let, let's let, let's not make this a bunch of, a big punching bag here. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's have some nice things guy. to say. Yeah. Come on, I'll wait until he's there, and I'll tell him myself when's he coming back. You know, you know what? I bet if you sobered what? up, we would sound horrible, I, and I Dave would drink. sound fantastic yeah, to you. There you go. <laughs> no. I had a head injury. Oh, you're oh, the guy had a head injury. You know what? I can't, I'm yeah. sorry. I keep doing that. What, to you. What's your, What's your name again? Dale. Dale. All right. Can Dale. we just can we can, yeah. next time you call? Could you just say, "Hey, it's Dale with a head yeah. injury," or "I'm I'm head injury Dale," so that we don't <laughs> so we don't insult you? Yeah. Because I I just think it just it just makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All, right, all right, Dale. Yeah, this Go is head on. injury yeah, my Dale. Voice sounds funky on yeah. the radio. This, you just say this is head injury, Dale. I uh, I'm not drunk. I just have a disability. Yeah, that, that's uh, it. Yeah, that's we get, all. Dramatic brain injury. Yeah, I, listen. I Dale. I'm not judging you for that. I just want you to let us know so I don't think you're drunk because it sounds like you're uh, you like you just walked out of the nook at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I've been told that. That's yeah, all right, all right Dale. Thanks. You're a good sport. All right. Show. Thanks. Appreciate it. There you go. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. I got a couple of things to say this morning, man. Okay, good. Right. 
Hey, man, I just got to say, man, you guys rock, man. And, you know, honestly, Dave Coombs is cool, man. He rocks, man. He'll be straight even more so if he just takes a couple edibles. <laughs> <laughs> that would chill him out a that little would, bit, That would though. be true of all of us, though. Honestly, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about the edibles. I mean, I mean, all he has to do is just take a couple, and he'll be straight. I yeah. mean, he's a relaxed guy as it is. Yeah. I mean, honestly, come on. Just take two first thing in the morning with his cup of coffee, and it'll be straight. It's a good suggestion. We'll yeah. have to replace the candy we, dish with edibles. We're we going to get him a really good strain, like Wookie Cookie or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it, man. Thanks, thanks so much for your time, man. You guys rock, Steve. You're wonderful, man. Thanks. Thanks right. for the call, man. Thank Appreciate you. it. All right. Let's take uh, one more here. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, I just wanted to call and say that um, everybody I've heard so far sounds like they've uh, hit the bong more than once this morning. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's well. That. One guy had a traumatic brain injury. Yeah, you so can't you blame can't, him you for that. No, no, him. I heard that guy. I yeah. meant to say besides him. Yeah, well, I mean, there was Eric too. I mean, I didn't mean to, to be so dismissive, but yeah, what's your problem with Eric? Bud? I got no uh, problem with Eric. Yeah, I, what I, is your I, problem I, with I this guy? No problem yeah. with Eric Wetz at all. You said you had some disdain for him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's unintentional, I promise. Okay, okay. I just had to call and make sure. Listen, right. he's, he's heard from that guy multiple times over the last 28 years. It gets a little taxing. Yeah, it's okay. He, he can be a little annoying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. No problem. You have a great day. Yeah, right, you too. All right, well, there yeah, you go. A little Not successful too bad. open line Tuesday. Would have been nice to have, say, like a Mark from West Springfield or... I don't know who those people are. Or uh, Dad Joke Dave. or I don't know what you're talking about. Or Louie the Anti-Joke Guy. Nope. Don't know those people either. Who would have come up with an idea like that? I don't even know. It's 922 with Backstage. It's 822. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Stop hey, pushing I'm, us into the future. Here we are doing old bits. <laughs> we are. All the old bits. 822 and Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the Rock 102 shirts that we wear and give out to you at events. Find them 28 and Def Leppard with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It is going to be sunny today, but hot and humid with a high of 89. Tomorrow, uh, less humid with a high of 83. It's 73 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, you missed any part of the uh, the back Stephen Dave show, including uh, that uh, that last open line tuesday uh check out the daily podcast it'll be available after the show today on apple podcast soundcloud stitcher spotify and on rock102.com also check out Baxi's musical podcast my guest this week is thomas walsh from uh from pugwash this is now the second time he's joined me got a brand new album coming out next year really interesting conversation and you can check that out again on rock102.com sweet hey i was just showing you off the air this uh picture of a sand castle. It looks like a sand castle. Yeah. But it's not made of sand. It's made of pork fat, like pork rinds. Oh, my God. It is so cool. So delicious. I would love to eat that. I'd be like just picking off, pe- like, it'd be like a gingerbread house. Yeah. yeah. Just picking off little pieces every time I walked by it. Yeah. I, my uh, my sister a few months ago had a, um, had a, uh, had a pork, uh, like a pig roast at the house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and you had to ask. It was like a company that did it. Mm-hmm. And you had to ask for the skin. Yeah, it's like like it's like they kind of like they took it off. It. They separated yeah. it, and uh, people were looking at me like, "Oh, why are you eating that?" And I'm thinking, "Do you not know? Do you not know how delicious this is? 
It's the fatty goodness of the pork that makes this so damn good. It's the best part of the whole yeah. pig. Hey, uh, when, uh, you missed it because you didn't. Uh, you were on vacation, but when I got married, yeah, uh, our wedding, we had a we had a pig roast. Yeah, and uh, the guy that did it for us, uh, he, he was like a, he's like a like one of these pitmaster dudes. Yeah, he's like right. a friend of ours, but he pitmaster guy. He's got this big trailer with the big smoker on the back. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he started smoking it in my driveway the day before, you know, like the whole day before. Oh, my God. And then shoved two turkeys inside the cavity of the pig. Oh, my God. So then they had this like uh, this like these two trays of turkey uh, that tasted like pork. It was like absolutely delicious. And it had that smoke flavor oh, to it. Yeah. It was uh, smoke and pork and turkey. Oh, mm. my God. How great yeah. does that sound? Oh, I mean, you know, you, I mean, you think of the, uh, you know, maybe the morality of the whole thing, and I, I'm sure there are many people who got a problem with it. But get out of my way! I got a plate to fill. Yes, you know what I mean. Get you're, out you're of gonna, my way! You're gonna sit there and tell me, oh, that's a heart attack on the plate. Well, you know, get in the back of the line, have your potato salad, and shut up. I want, <laughs> I want the platter of meat. I like the way you think, Jacksonville. Yeah. See, yeah. thank you. Yeah, just get to the meat and potatoes. That's it. Mm-hmm. We got news next to Rock 102. 834 we're back steve and dave on rock 102 it is time for news brought to you by serve locksmith they got a key for that st james avenue in springfield to serve locksmith.com it's time for news here's local radio icon steve nagel thanks bax and we'll get to some local stuff but uh we're talking about going back to school an yeah. elementary school girl who police said was missing from her Boston school Monday was found safe less than 20 minutes later after school officials determined she had been mistaken for a peer and placed on the wrong bus. The Boston Police Department initially issued a missing person alert for five-year-old Nyla Camara around 6.30 p.m. on Monday, not long after the department canceled the alert uh, as Nyla had been located. Uh, Aisha Alexander, the girl's mother, uh, said that her daughter was unaccounted for more than two hours after the first day of classes wrapped up at Match Community Day Charter Public School, a public elementary school in Boston's Hyde Park. When she arrived at school, Nyla was mistaken for a different student placed in the wrong classroom and at the end of the day on the wrong bus. I'm frustrated, mad and angry, said the mom. There's no excuse for this incident. This is a five-year-old kid? Yeah. All right, so they're in school probably taking the bus for the very first time, confused about which bus they're supposed to take? Yeah, and uh, the idea that she was put in the wrong class is a little, uh, uh, I don't know, not not paying attention to what you're doing to, yeah. to what you with the kids you got coming into the school. I mean, no. that's it's the whole day. It wasn't even like... You went in the wrong class for 20 minutes, and they're like, oh, nope, nope, oh, you're Nyla. You should be in the other room. And, you know, some kids at a young age are, uh, on the first day of school, are intimidated about the idea Mm -hmm. of being in school and having to take a bus, having to go to a class, sitting there. So they may not speak up for themselves and say, hi, hey, hey, it's me, it's Nyla. Am I I supposed to be here? Well, she may not, you know, necessarily have that kind of... uh, you know, confidence to do that. I, uh, when I was five or six years old uh, on the school bus in kindergarten, uh, the bus driver didn't see me because I was slumped down in the seat and, uh, she went right past my house and I was too afraid to say anything. And then she didn't realize I was on the bus until I popped my little head up and then yep. she saw me in that rear view mirror and went, God darn it. What are you doing? <laughs> You're making my life a living hell. Oh, I'm already gonna... driving these little 
crap bodies to school every day, and now you're now I gotta I gotta I gotta fill out paperwork. <laughs> you so, re- you remind me yeah. my and my angry bus driving uncle Uncle yeah. Leon. Yeah, he was like a cranky old bastard. This yeah. guy, he kicked. The story goes, if, if I'm understanding this, so uh, my cousin was kicked off his bus. His own, his own uncle kicked him off his own bus. Yeah. But then I, I, I remember having a conversation with my mom. She said, oh, no, no. Uncle Leon used to kick his own children off the uh, bus. See? Yeah. See. So uncle Leon was just a, just a miserable, yeah. angry, hostile old man, and he didn't want anybody talking yeah. on the bus. Like, how do you study a bunch of, like a bunch of you know grammar school kids from talking on a bus uncle leon would not put up with any any kind of yeah. uh, garbage and he would scream and yell and kick you off the bus no matter how many yeah. miles away you were from the house we uh, we had uh, when i was in elementary school we had this uh, woman who would drive the bus she was this big mean old lady yep and she would yell you know sit down because all the kids would be like you know screaming on the <laughs> But, but, you know, you got to remember, we, we lived in a rural area, so yeah. the bus rides were very long because you us. had to pick up all the kids from school and then and then drive 20 minutes to the school after spending 45 minutes picking all the kids up. Yeah. So it would be over an hour that this bus trip would be for some of the kids on it anyway. And uh, she she would uh, get, she would pull the bus over. She'd yell and she'd scream and she uh, would you know g- give this authoritative speech. Oh yeah. That uh, and she did kick a few kids off the bus. Like they weren't allowed back for like weeks at a time. And then uh, and then when I when I uh, was in high school, uh, I think I was like a, a junior going to my junior in high school. Yeah. Her kid was a senior and was graduating, and she had this big party at her house. The bus driver had a party at the house. She was the co- she was giving us beers. She was like really. The, she was the coolest bus driver ever. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Like she didn't care that these for all the kids that she was yelling at for all those years on her job. Here she was contributing to the delinquency of minors in her own backyard. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, under you know, today's standards, she yeah. probably wouldn't be able to keep her job yeah. uh, for contributing to a delinquency of a minor. But that's uh, yeah, that's interesting. And then, uh, and then we had Debbie. Debbie was uh, the bus driver for the longest time. She was the that was how I listened to Dave Coombs on the bus on the bus because uh, she would turn the radio station on. But then we had this bus one day, yeah, and, because our regular bus when it was out of commission. I believe Dave Coombs broke the speakers. Really? I think that's what it was. Was he doing the mass hat or something? Well, yeah, no, he was doing the... uh the York Yapper from New York, you know, and it was it was nobody from New York. It was always somebody somebody from from a different state. But anyway, uh, so then, so we got this bus and it had a radio on it, but only like one channel, like one channel of the speaker worked on on the bus. And she would listen to these old, this oldies cassette tape that she had. It was like, uh, you know, uh, Bebop, Alula, and uh, and then she had Leader of the Pack on there. Oh my! But God. you couldn't hear the vocals. Yeah, because only one side. There's only one side. So all all we heard every morning was. It was the motorcycle <laughs> firing up on uh, on that song? So uh, the best bus driver we ever had was this woman named Barbara, and Barbara yeah. had. And I think she, I, mean, I think she had her own bus. I think that's that, that like she was assigned a bus, but she had like a stereo, of uh, 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 you know, uh, installed in it with an eight track player. 
Yeah. And Barbara would bring her eight tracks from home and play them for the kids in the bus. But she wasn't playing like, you know, that kind of stuff. She was playing, and I swear to God, the cars. Yeah. Uh, you know, the pretenders. Yeah. Blondie. Uh, you, you know, like stuff that in like 1979 was pretty contemporary stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like, yeah, holy cow! This this woman's uh, this woman's doing uh, pretty cool cool music. Tom, you know, early Tom Petty. This is stuff that she was playing. That was well, that was a cool bus driver. Well, we had, like I said, we had the rock station on for the most part. That's where I heard uh, Sloppy Nuts over there. Yeah, and uh, that, that that was like every day. And you'd listen, you know, we'd leave listen to the Black Crows and all that mm-hmm. stuff, all the popular rock of the time. And then uh, and then we had the oldies tape because we couldn't get any radio stations in on the radio. Good lord, leader of the pack. Yeah. That's all you heard, and that whole song was just. The motorcycle firing up. Good times. That is good stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, I gotta go back. See, we got do we got lost in the conversation. I knew where we were going, and um, I'm just going back to the. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I don't. Want, these are all horrible stories. I have a lot of horrible stories this morning. Well, you want to get to a good story instead? Why do you have one, Freddie? No, well, I mean you know, the, the governor did start knocking down the uh, the parking garage at the uh, the civic center. Okay, uh, let me just uh, run through uh, the horrible things here. All right. uh, a man that that was hit on a bicycle on Saturday night. He unfortunately passed away. Uh, East Granby, there was a murder suicide, uh, and traffic accidents are on the rise. Was it depressing? It was somber. Somber, yeah. somber newscast. But Charlie Baker was in town yesterday with a sledgehammer. That's it. Yeah. And okay. what was he doing? He, he was, was uh, he taking was helping to knock down that god awful Civic Center parking lot. And and get a load of all of this. Uh, they're going to replace that uh, that piece of garbage with a uh, five story garage with room for a hundred cars, ten thousand square feet of restaurant and retail space for lease on the first floor. Get a load of that. Damn. And and there's some other things going over there, too, because there's a uh, side lot, which uh, apparently is going to be converted into something else. It won't be at that little side lot yeah. next to the Civic Center parking lot. That will no longer be parking. They it's don't need it. going to be a homeless hotel? No, no, no. They will make some changes over there that I think will be very exciting. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, no, actually, I think what they're doing is uh, is a great benefit to the Civic Center, real good benefit to the uh, the Thunderbirds. And uh, I think it'd be a, 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 a welcome addition to the development of downtown. Are we, uh, they should sell pieces of that garage for charity. Yeah. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like they yeah. sold pieces of the Berlin Wall when they took chunks out of it. Yep. You could have a piece of nostalgia from downtown Springfield. This almost killed somebody. Remember when they were like selling pieces of the uh, the Green Monster at Fenway? Yeah. Yeah. I would buy that. Wouldn't you like uh, a nice piece of decaying concrete in oh, your house why not three or four years from now it'd be a big pile of dust listen uh when i was a teenager in upstate new york uh it was lafayette lafayette new york I had a big mudslide huge mudslide okay about uh, five houses were wiped out in this mudslide it was crazy i watched the whole thing on tv they had a helicopter uh, on the local news station showing the mountain just sliding right off the top and crushing all the homes below. Damn. So then they had all these fundraisers. Luckily, only one person was home at the time, and that person got rescued, which was which was cool. That's amazing. But all this property was destroyed, so they had to have fundraisers in order. So they were selling T-shirts, 
Uh, and they're like, Lafayette, New York, where the Buffalo roam and the mud slides. Because there was another incident where Buffalo had gotten loose. It's like, this is a small town made yeah, apparently. kind of stuff. And then they, but they were selling jars of the mud. Wow. And people yeah, are actually buying they it. They would put, well, because it was more of a, you know, because obviously it cost you nothing to put, uh, you buy a bunch of cheap jars and mm. put mud into it and then label it from the mudslide. When we cleaned out my mother's house, she still had the jar of mud. <laughs> it was all dried out, like all the moisture had yeah. had had in. It was just dirt, and I'm like, "Oh, this is this will look great in the trash." What a what a memento that yeah. would, you know that that should have gone into like a like well, a time capsule. Again, it was more about the significance of the you know the the paying for the. Uh, the damage that yeah. was done to these people. But how many homes. times over the years did your mom run into that little bottle of mud and say, "Hmm, why do I still have this?" Uh, it was sitting in the uh, the cabinet from the cheap Mother's Day gift I bought her in 1989 that said, "I heart mom on a bell." Because <laughs> <laughs> I had three bucks in my pocket that yeah. I was willing to spend at that uh, church bazaar. Which, of course, every parent keeps all of those gifts. I feel like an old man telling my old stories about, oh, back in the day, <laughs> the mud, the jars of mud my mother used to carry. Ah, the old community church bazaar. Those, le- sit down, children, while I spit a yarn. It's uh, going to be uh, warm, hot, hazy, humid today with a uh, high of 89. Tomorrow's more of the same, but less humid with a high of 83. 74 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Who can pay you the most for your car? 851 in Pearl Jam. We're back, Steve and Dave in Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 89. Going to be humid out there as well. Tomorrow, less humidity with a high of 83. It is 74 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, Big Bonk and Smoke is coming back to the Log Cabin Wednesday, October 5th. Tickets are on sale now at rock102.com. Uh, a fun, fun night of smoking cigars and eating a lot of food and winning stuff and all kinds of stuff. Uh, everybody who goes, uh, your admission includes uh, cigars from the Cigar Room 2 in Agawam. You get a t-shirt from GG Inc.'s Custom Printing. For a premium food spread that is fantastic and incur- includes uh, hors d'oeuvres and dinner and dessert. Cigar smoking is not a safe alternative to cigarettes. you got to be over 21 with a positive ID to enter. Like I said, tickets are available at rock102.com. The Big Bonk and Smoke, October 5th at the Log Cabin. Brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Also, the Tommy Carr Auto Group and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Excellent. Yeah, that's that's a, one of my uh, my favorite events. That's like a nice night out. Even if you don't like cigars, it's just a nice night out. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, it, it's under a tent, so even if it rains... It's still a nice night out because yeah. it's the, like you're still uh, it's still that time of year where it's not cold, it's not hot, it's it's like just right. It's like the like the Goldie, it's like Goldilocks's uh, prize. Yeah, it's just right. It's it's just perfect. And, yeah. and and even if you don't go outside to smoke cigars, the what's going on inside is just as great. Good food, you can really slap on the feed bag at the Big Bonk and smoke. Oh yeah, big time. So. We'll see you there uh, in October for the uh, the big smoke. Uh, coming up this week, we got uh, 
we got all kinds of good stuff. Uh, well, Marty Caproni will join us on Thursday. Yeah, Marty Caproni will be here in uh, after eight o'clock. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk to him about all the upcoming shows he's got, which is a lot. And uh, we also uh, tomorrow we uh, we'll do our due diligence with our public service and uh, talk to the folks from Rick Place, Rick's Place, who are going to be doing their golf tournament uh, coming up in a few weeks. Oh, there you go. That's and good. yeah, Bax and Steve all week, all week long. Yeah. Oh my God, can you imagine that? It's like. Uh, I just feel, um, I feel like that guy that uh, crossed the finish line at the Boston Marathon just before those bombs went off. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I just, I got over the line. Hey, I made it. Yeah. I'm glad I wasn't yeah. back there. Yeah, no you kidding. Know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can I can see how you feel that way. I feel like that astronaut who didn't get picked for the Challenger. Like, oh man! No, oh. sorry, man. You're a little bit overweight. We I can't take in, you I, on the ride. I came in eighth place. I know. Darn. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. Awful nice to do a uh, open line Tuesday. Yeah, I haven't done is. one of those in a long time. I know. Kind of feels nice. We should do that more often. I think. Well, maybe we should. It's uh, just about eight fifty-five with back Stephen, Dave, and Rock one hundred and two. The Big Bunk and Smoke returns to the log cabin on Wednesday.